Welcome back for another helping of oysters, clams, and cockles, bringing you the best TV shows and movies weekly in an easily digestible podcast packed with laughs by me, Ross Bolin, and my dear friend, Mr. Barrett Dudley Barrett. How are you today, sir? Doing okay. Just uh, just still recovering, trying to process all of the information that went into my brain on Sunday. Um, you know, uh, f- thank goodness before the podcast released today, we did finally get an official statement from the crown in response to harry and megan on sunday evening but uh yeah yeah i've just I've we got just, an official I, response statement uh, yeah we got an official response but yeah tuesday 1 30 p.m i i really just i have not done anything since sunday i've just been i've just been focusing on on harry and megan so yeah uh you know shouts to the sussexes and uh i i hope you find peace and happiness <laughs> The Royals have had did a you tough... Tune in on, did you tune in on Sunday? Uh-huh. I, uh, no, I didn't no, watch okay. it live on television. I, I, watched, uh, I watched it on the internet. Live and, on the telly. And uh, like everyone else... Did I you was, put it on the tube? Wasn't necessarily shocked with what I heard, Barrett, but, ah. but it was... Well, you've seen a bit of The Crown. It was... Well, yeah, but in The Crown, they don't necessarily like... I don't really know that... I didn't get to a point... I only watched the first two seasons. Do they eventually tell you that the, the royal family is mad racist? Uh, in it? Um, uh, no. In it, love. <laughs> Useful. <laughs> Those are the no, British... No, 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 These no, are the only no. British idioms I know. The, the, uh, no. And to be clear, they have said that, that Oprah has said... Oprah. And that's gospel right there. Oh. That it was not the Queen or Philip... They were asking questions about the baby's skin color. Yeah? Then who was it? You know, it was the firm. It was other people. What you do know... Yeah, but they ask on behalf. No, but what you do know is... No, because here's what The Crown taught me. In The Crown, again, gospel. Everything that you see on that show is 100% factual and true. Sure. Uh, (laughs) The Netflix show The Crown. Sure. (laughs) Where the queen has changed actresses. Yes, go. But one of the... I, I think one of the most illuminating and enlightening things that is potentially exaggerated for the show, but I but I think is kind of like one of the big reveals of the show for those that don't know, is that the royals themselves are very much guided by all of the people supporting the royals, all of the private secretaries and all the people whose job it is to like keep the sanctity and integrity of quote unquote the institution or quote unquote the firm or quote unquote the crown, right? But right. So you, you remember in those first couple of seasons, like- yeah. There's a lot Tommy, going Tommy on. Tommy Lassels, that man's really, he's hes the puppet master. Yeah. Like, he's the one that is, like, keeping all the rules in place, right. basically. Right. And keep, you know, so I imagine that the, that the, that that real kind of latent racism came from people like that. Yeah, rather but we than saw. The, rather than, than from the. Like the, Queen. The, the, the actual royals themselves. But, but who's to say, who's to know? Yeah. No, I think uh, it's all of them. <laughs> I I actually do the opposite. I absolve everyone around them and put it directly on all of the me- direct members of the royal family. You say the Those figurehead. That's the, you're the figurehead. That yeah, yeah. Y- it's, it's This you. is like with Ellen. You must Ellen ha- got you in trouble. To, you have to go down with the ship. Look, Ellen wasn't going around kicking people uh, in their privates, but somebody was. Was that I a thing don't know that, if that's that is, one of the things that no. happened there. But Ellen got in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Right. They tried to consul Ellen. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to consul the queen. I don't know what this accent is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. It's not a country. 
<laughs> at all. It also sounds like you're saying cunt when you say console. So. Oh, I was trying to work it in there somehow. Okay, all right. But I'm not sure why. Uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, just just crazy stuff. I, you know, Megan and Harry have a deal with Netflix. I'm also aware of this. And I'm just hoping that they come to to play themselves on season six of The Crown. That's the big. Oh, good. Right. I that's think that's, what we need. that's what we really are hoping for here. Yeah. So are they going to, I'm serious. This is a serious question. Yes. yes, yes. Are they going to, are they going to get like, are they going to get like let back in like all the way and given everything back and given like security, like they're supposed to have and money and power and like, or whatever the fuck, or what's the play here? Are they fully out and they're going to come be American Hollywood people now? They are going to come be American Hollywood people now. Yes. Damn. This is going to be a dope season of the crown eventually one day. Now here's the. Here, here's what I expect. Here are the here's here's some of the undercurrents of all the mm-hmm. of all the chatter. Yeah, because how do the how do the royals recover from this? You know, they're being consulted again to go to go back to the queen and Philip and the the people that 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 matter. Yes, or at least the very top people that matter. The feeling is that they want the door open for Harry to return eventually. But just Harry. Both what about them, Meghan? Both of them. Well, I mean, with an H. Both of them. I th- what about the, the child who's not all white? Right, right. They want they they would like. I think eventually this is not a this is not a situation where they're in turn canceling Harry. I see. Or Harry and Meghan. Okay. That's why the statement released today from the Crown was was not not biting whatsoever. You know what I mean? It was very much like more passive, more passive, more apologetic, more acknowledging that that while they didn't, you know totally realize the the severity of the issues going on they really feel bad about like miscommunication and and you know basically like basically it's very diplomatic very kind of like you know taking a little bit of responsibility but not too much and kind of leaving everything kind of as smooth as possible i would say i mean here's the deal the royal family can't come out and be like and this is relevant it was on tv this is a TV and film podcast. Uh, the royal family can't come out and be like, yeah, no, we definitely wanted to make sure that baby didn't look at all black. <laughs> they cannot do that. Like, they cannot come out and be like, we're really sorry. We have been super, super, super racist. You're right. Holy shit. We're going to change. Like, everyone, be, uh, right, they have right. to deflect. They have right. to put it on somebody else. They have to put out a fucking statement that makes it seem, of course, they're going to. But all in all, I think when you look at the whole royal family and now that some of us have more historical at least context to how it has been shaped over the past 50 60 years as a result of the netflix show the crown you just get the feeling come on like if anybody's going to be a racist prick it's these people yeah yeah like they like uh, producer mariah and i were talking off microphone like like come on man the british monarchy basically like like we have the space race they they had the colonize africa race (laughs) That's fair. Like they they do not have a leg to stand on here. So it's it's just it's not shocking to me at all. It was shocking to hear these two actually air it out mm-hmm. and and to say the things they did and, and to the point that look, this woman was talking about she had suicidal thoughts based on the way these people treated her. Yeah. All right. So even if it's not about the color of the baby and that was a piece of it that was exaggerated and the racist issues are are clearly a, a concern to the royals. It's not even about that. It's the full-blown everything about their whole fucking system is so backward, old school, and stupid. And I, I realize we probably have British listeners who are like, fuck you. 
that's cool. I, I get that it's a tradition thing to some of y'all, and there's well, and, there's and, people and, who look at it different ways. But from the outside looking in, this is fucking idiotic. I mean, I I, I don't feel quite so uh, opposed towards their you know version of of what what is it called? It's like a monarchist dem- democracy or whatever. You know, how we're like a democratic republic. They're yeah. called something. It's a it's a monar it's a something mo- a representative mar- monarchy. I want to say. I'm uh, I'm gonna use the Google machine because my brain doesn't house that information. Um. Anyway, uh, y- you know, we we were talking a little bit at, at dinner when when we dinnered on uh, this we, past we, Friday night. We did dinner just about the the look. There there is there's a reason why constitutional monarchy. constitutional monarchy thank you there you go there's like a there's like a reason why the societies that try to go like 100 to capitalism or 100 to socialism fail and that's why the most successful countries and the longest lasting democracies try to find something in the middle a blend a, some type of blend right yeah. and, and and the further you push in one direction the more the pendulum has to swing back the other and so on and so it goes so the, the they're over there doing their thing, and it's hard for me to like really like knock like the the royal fascination when I know that the royals don't really have all that much control over things that matter. As much. they put it, it's just they they don't make any open political decisions. And like here in America, you know, we we bow at the feet of the Kardashian Jenner clan. So <clears throat> yeah, it's just it's, a different it's, it's just a different thing that we do, and it's a different thing that they do. Yes, allow me and to so make like, it very clear that my high know, horse like, I'm sitting on is covered in shit. <laughs> I'm just pointing out that we are not the only shitty horse. Yeah. That's all I'm right, saying. Right. And it, But to your point, the whole idea- We're not the, the only and, bad and, whites. And again, this is some, some it's, it's one of my favorite pieces that they explore in the crown is sure. like, what is even the purpose of the of the monarchy? What is even the purpose of the queen and the crown and the things that they and do? It's, right? it's a large of it. Like it's symbolic. It's symbolic. Yes. And they've, they, they speak a lot to the fact that- the the reason that they don't have like a voice on anything or opinions on anything is pro- is protective measure. It's to and 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 a lot of the decisions that they do make are to preserve their way of life. Is to preserve the lineage and the 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 status and all of that. They're just trying to ride it out. They are just trying to ride out being royals and rich monarchs that don't have to do anything like for as long as possible. Oh, I get it because it's hanging on by a thread. It feel uh, in a lot of ways. Look, because uh, bes- in our as- lifetime it's not gotten better for them. Aside it's looking from the fact that they are tabloid fodder and the people Constantly. and the people love talking about them the way that we love talking about the Kardashians. On, going on, you know, following Demois on Instagram and like eating up all the celeb gossip we can handle. Right. Right? Like that's what allows that that it all to continue, I uh, I think. That makes sense. It is in of itself. It's like an industry and yes. a an institution and yep. a symbolic piece of their history. Exactly. It is very much this crazy perfect storm of uh, culture. Weird. Weird um, to think about. Last thing I want to say, one of the, the big takeaways that I saw a lot on the web mm-hmm. from Sunday yeah. is how one thing that we've really, really missed and we need back is the big sit down Sunday night interview with Oprah. And Dude. I couldn't agree more. She Oprah was. is I, the goat. I got to give a lot of credit to Oprah because as I was listening, I hear something that like I thought was, you know, a, a pretty not a softball question and Harry or Meghan would kind of try to dance around it and Oprah would like say something kind of charming and then be like, "But what about that question that I just asked? Can you please go back to that and answer it?" Yes. Like she was she did not let them off the hook. It was not a super comfortable 
cozy, cushy interview. So it's that. one of the things I noticed and about I Oprah it. a long time ago, Barrett, when I would watch Oprah with either my mom or it would be on in the house, or I had a I had a girlfriend at one point that watched a lot of Oprah, oddly enough. And if I told you who it is, you would be shocked. Um <laughs> But but that's just for you and me to laugh about. A uh, a thing I noticed at one point I was like, this woman is mean to her guests. <laughs> These questions are awful. And what I've what I've now this was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, back when she was still on her show. Yeah. And now what I've realized obviously in hindsight is that no no no, she's she's probably the best interview I've I've ever seen. The way she circles back to her points to make sure to her questions to make sure that they can't be ignored or to reframe them so that then the the guest can understand what she's really asking or getting at or I mean the way she's she's fearless in making her guests uh, approach the most difficult, awkward, and painful pieces of whatever they are there to discuss is incredible. And it's the thing that, that I've never seen anybody else pull off to that level. Not on that size of an audience, man. This is the most famous talk show host in America. Uh, or was, I guess. She's retired now and does 15 other things. But yeah, she was just an unbelievable interviewer again and it was uh, that's that was like for yep. you one of the big takeaways for me was like god damn we need oprah back yeah we need oprah back to ask the hard questions yes yeah, yeah. i've always told people i strive to be white oprah <laughs> okay yeah. yeah that's a good it's yeah. a good goal one day uh what else we got we actually have a shitload to talk about today, so uh, we should probably move Let's forward move on. Let's move from, on, from our random royal discussion and get exactly. into it. Today's episode of OCC is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage I've ever tried. It's great stuff. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to main, ma- maintain effective nutritional habits and uh, give our bodies the nutrients that we need to thrive. We've got busy schedules, you know, poor sleep, exercise, stress, simply not eating enough of the right foods tends to be my problem. That's where Athletic Greens helps Barrett and I out. Their daily all-in-one superfood powder is your nutritional essential. It's by far the easiest, most delicious nutritional habit that you can add to your health routine today and empower yourself to take ownership of your health. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products, which is the key here. Barrett, have you enjoyed your athletic greens? Every morning, I wake up and I say, give me the greens! That's... <laughs> that's <laughs> In the morning when I wake up. Isn't that a beginning of a song? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then the next and then you line put on your athletic is, greens. give me the greens. Give me the greens, yes. I want the greens. Exactly. Uh, no, I do love athletic greens. I love the container that it comes in mm. and the little mixing bottle that they give you. And it's quite nice. It makes I you feel does. like a profesh. It does make me feel very profesh. And it's all the good stuff in oh, one scoop it. in the morning. Mix it with some water. Feel feel better than I would have without it. God yeah. For the rest of that day, uh, yeah, huge. Give me the greens. <laughs> Simply visit athleticgreens.com. You, athletic greens, or you can use that tagline. I give you permission. Yeah, we'll trademark copyright. Trademark that copyright, one to you, uh, license to athletic greens. Yeah, you, we got you. Simply visit athleticgreens.com/slash dragon today. And join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day. Athleticgreens.com slash dragon. And guess what? You're going to get a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash dragon. Free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Barrett, hit them one more time. Give me the greens! All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Got a new tagline out of today's show. Fucking love that. Uh, <laughs> let's talk WandaVision first. Let's start with the hottest thing, shall we? Okay. Hot off the press. WandaVision finale. Everybody's talking about this. We finished. We're done. Uh, it was I'm, the series finale, yeah, as, it right. was, as it was put. It, well, it did say that, yes. Yeah. And, and it was very clearly wrapped up in a way where we are done with this iteration. Marvel is a uh, genius for the way they did this. Obviously, they won. I've been sucked in. We're going to get to this later, but I, I officially started my Marvel journey this weekend as a result through the movies. Um, and that's all due to WandaVision. Uh, keep in mind, I'd seen three of these shits. I'd seen fucking Iron Man 1 and 2 and Doctor Strange, and at no point was I interested in watching any of the other 30 however many movies. WandaVision is the thing that brought me in. Right. So the creativity in this show, the way they tied in so many things from the other stories, the way they gave us bits and pieces of it on screen during the finale, I mean, it was all just so masterful that I, 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 I got to give them one last huge tip of the hat. Sure. So, so beyond the beyond the uh, tracker beam, suck me suck right me in. Suck me right in, Barrett. Um, how did you feel, just overall, from a from an episodic television standpoint? What did what did this finale leave you with? Did you get closure? Did you like what you saw? Did, was it? Did you feel a little lacking? Like, like, give me a give me your your critical uh, take on 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 this on the finale or the series overall or both? As we dive in here, I think. Um... The series overall, though, I guess, okay, I'll start with finale. Look, all said and done, the finale, like, wasn't what it could have been because it's feeding into a bigger, bigger, it's a piece of a very large puzzle, yes. okay? Yeah. For that reason, it was obviously not as maybe powerful as it perhaps uh, could have been. That being said, very powerful moments in this finale, incredibly yeah. emotional. Um, just just watching Wanda have to finally face this fact of this this position she's in and that she is alone and then really just to... to to, to end right where she started in that empty lot, no vision, no children that obviously the kids, for a lot of people, they forgot the kids, the people forgot the kids were made on WandaVision in yeah, the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They weren't real. No. Didn't happen in real life. And uh, to see them, you know, Figments go. of the old imagination. Indeed. Um, and to see them all go and her be back by herself, sort of walking away was 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 really heavy man that was a lot to see and i mean look this 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 show ended up being about multiple things it was about grief uh mourning you know loss and love and and life in that way and family but then it was also a small piece of the huge marvel puzzle which is what made it so genius and that that, that i guess witnessing them pulling this off is the thing that made me see, oh, if they can do this with 10 episodes, or what, ten, it was 10, right? 10, uh, ten nine. Nine episodes of a TV show. Certainly they can do it with at least, I don't know, 60% of the movies that they've put out. Right. There's fucking 30 of them. If I get 15 good movies out of this shit, I'm stoked on that. That's a lot of movies, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I started. And again, we'll get to that in a second. I want to talk WandaVision first. So the series as a whole was 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 great. I thought it was really good because it was able to do those different things. It was able to dive deep into the emotional emotions of the human psyche, but then also shield and silly fucking Marvel shit. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 kind of where I felt too. I, I thought that the... Which I like, by the way. The I, Marvel stuff adds levity as well. So I, it's not quite so fucking heavy. I didn't know totally... I, I had a good feeling going into the finale that what we were going to get was more, more kind of concise wrap up and set up for whatever comes next comes yeah. next 
Um, but you know, just to 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 your point, like I did think that there were some incredibly good emotional moments that, again, that not every Marvel uh, you know entity or or piece, if you will. Uh, pulls off to the same degree because the, the those moments with Wanda and Vision, especially uh, as she says goodbye, uh, were really really touching. Brought home by just a powerhouse performance from Elizabeth Olsen. Definitely, God damn, she crushed this. Just, by the way, I, I didn't mean, realize the other Olsen sister was so talented. That yeah. family, what is what they got in that water? Um, and, I, and so you know, I, she was this. This was her. She was certainly, I think, most well-known. People knew Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, probably more than anything else, uh, although she's been really good in other kind of like Fr- frankly, smaller if, fair. Frankly, if, if like, you're in the Avengers at this point, in any of these, then yep. people know you for that more than anything else you've done, probably. But just to just to, to throw it out there, like, did you ever see... Um, oh, dude, now that, uh, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it. What is it? It's called... Yeah, what is it? Uh, Marthy, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Not that one. I haven't seen that one. No. Okay, that's like a... Yeah. I mean, if you like... <laughs> If you like the cult stuff, you know I do. You should. You need to go watch Martha Marcy Martha May Marcy Marlene. May Marlene. Looks like that's the first thing that shows up on IMDb, even in front of the Avengers stuff, which is actually yeah. Uh, that's kind of what like. That's kind of like her her winter's bone, as to you know Jennifer Lawrence. You know where I got to, to know to Elizabeth Olsen. Where's that? Wind River. Wind River. Okay, yeah. So Wind she's been River. Different. Song. She's been in in good stuff before and has has really shown prowess. But I think this. Look, when you can, when you she can was in do- Avengers before Wind you- River, by the way. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying Wind River's the one where I saw her because I hadn't been watching the Avengers, and I was like, God damn, she's really good. But when you can pull off a performance like that, couched in a big MCU superhero franchise, it, it's it's all the more impressive. Paul Bettany, obviously great as well. Dear God, he was uh, good. So always I, good. One again, always good. one of the yeah. best, most underappreciated and underrated actors in my lifetime, I think. Because dude, he's been so good in everything I've seen him in. So uh, you know, I. I loved that scene between them. I thought that was great. Again, like to to this show was best when it did focus on loss and grief and mm-hmm. the way that it affected Wanda. Uh, and then I also liked, also wish they had focused a little bit more or given us a little bit more clue. But I would say that this series ended with Wanda slash Scarlet Witch walking off as somewhat of an anti-hero. You know, that's a word that we love to toss around on the podcast. We do. Uh, but I, look, who would you say, like, ev- there were several villains in this show, right? White Vision was kind of a villain for a hot second. We obviously had the uh, Hayward guy with Sword, who was definitely kind of like our our our, bur- our surliest And then he was just villain. like, I'll kill kids! <laughs> and they were like, you can't. Um, and then we had Agatha, who was like our fun villain. By the way, just naming names for the performances. Well, but I would also watch, argue... I will, again, I've said this before, but Catherine Hahn, phenomenal. I'll watch her in anything. Loved it. She got to she, play around She'll with win this. stuff for this, right? That was nah, that was unreal, man. Probably not, but uh, but we know. We know. Yeah, we do. Not us. Uh, and... uh us, buddy. <laughs> So we had Agatha in there as well, but we also had the Scarlet Witch, who was like torturing an entire town of people for I don't know how long. Okay, multiple, them, multiple weeks, long period of time, way too long. Uh, <laughs> the the longer than was was morally right, Bert. Yeah, exa- the yeah exactly. The fact that they brought that in though, again, another layer there that we didn't get to till how many episodes in, where you're like, oh my god, the suffering of the townspeople, the fact that there were consequences to her actions was super powerful and important. Because it's not as if like, 
oh, like in her head, she was like, oh, no, 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 they're, they're all fine, right? And they were all like, oh, my God, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, fuck, this is heavy, which eventually leads her to disbanding the entire project, right, which I right. have a question about okay. what happened to Agatha when she did that. Yeah, that part didn't. Because did she was like, I'm going to stick you in this house. You're going to be a neighbor. Yeah, you again. get to be the role that you chose. By the way, now I'm going to disband the whole thing and you'll actually be free to go back to being a witch and try to Don't murder me. Know. Don't know either. Maybe a little mini hex only on Agatha's house. She threw up some of those runes in there. I don't know. Holy shit, that's definitely it. I guarantee you, Agatha's like the only person in the town now that is under her little <laughs> WandaVision control. Yeah. No, 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 probably not. Uh, doesn't matter. Point is, yeah, they had quite a few little villainous characters, and in the end, Wanda was one of them. She was one of the villains yeah, in a lot of ways. One, yes. And so we, I mean, obviously you leave this show really liking Wanda a lot. Well, uh, uh, she's very a very human hero. Yes. Uh, so yeah, and... avoided anti-hero that time. That was huge. But she also walks away. We, we know what she did. She walks away. She puts the hood up. She's kind of fleeing the scene. They're not going to get her because she's very, now the most- Very X-Men there, throw on the hood right and up, walk away. Right up there with like Captain Marvel is arguably the most powerful person in this entire universe. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of not sure what, she, what, what she's going to do next. We have Agatha saying like, you don't even know like what you've done, like, like you know, uh, consolidating these powers. You don't know how to handle this. Yeah, it's obviously she's in a position where we could be. It could be an X Men Dark Phoenix type uh, of thing. She even says she tells her, and you've seen uh, uh, Doctor Strange, so you know a little bit about this. But she says that that within the the Darkhold, mm-hmm. which is a book that we've seen in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. it's got the dark pa- powers, the dark magic, yada right. yada. Uh, and and Tilda Swinton in that film is the Sorcerer Supreme. She is the the big sorcerer, right? The big salad. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> yes, as they say, Scarlet Witch is now hi- hypothesized, prophesied to be even more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. She was Which in a terrorist organization at one point. She had a very complex and complicated upbringing. Her family's gone, but, but Barrett, they got their fix in there already. Even if we get a movie where Wanda derails, and this is where the Marvel thing gets a little tricky because I can start to see where you might just go ahead and plug in White Vision as your guy who gets that whole thing fixed up and situation smoothed out. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? White Vision's still out there. We're White, definitely, Vision's coming back. He's not called White Vision anymore because we know fucking A well he's going to go get a paint job. That's just Vision. <laughs> He was like, I'm the Vision, and flew off. And, and it was like, oh, cool. Now they have a Vision to use for whenever they want to bring Wanda back into the fold inevitably when she goes batshit, realizing totally. not being able to control this power. But so, so uh, point being, we know that she is in this new Doctor Strange film, The Multiverse of Madness. And Dope it, name, I, by I, the way. I think that it is... I think the question now is, is she going to be the villain in that movie? Or is she going to be some type of anti-hero? Or is she going to be like teaming up with Doctor Strange? I think you have to have a wanted. It has to be a derailing movie. So it's not that she starts the movie as the villain and is the bat, but you see her slip into the, into like, the yeah, dark side right, somehow. Right. You know how it is with those. Oh, yeah. yeah Star Wars. Sure. These fuckers, one of them, one out of every eight has a lot of power and is like, I can't handle how much power I have and goes to the dark side. Uh, now, let me just throw this out there, too, for the all the Marvel heads out there. I, now, I have not gone and looked up a million articles to see what the 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 knowledgeable people are saying about this. But we get the... Coward. There, there's two stingers, because I wanted to talk about it on the pod before I go I was, look up the answer. I'm just joking. We get the two stingers, right? We get the one that sets up Captain Marvel 2, where... Uh, um. Don't look at me. I'm new. Photon. Sure. What is her? What's her name? What is her name? 
The one that saves the children. Who said Mother Teresa? Tiana Paris. What's her character's name? Why am I not thinking about why, this? Why do you think I'm going to be able to save you here, dude? I don't... Use the Google machine. It is our friend, Barrett. It is our friend. Unless you're in queue, then it's not your friend. Monica. Monica. Right? Yes. Monica Rambo. We set up Captain Marvel 2 there. Where yeah, the, but doesn't the, she... The dude that pops up to talk to her, as I watched much a, of it's Captain... A, still a female. Is it a female? Yeah. The alien? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was a, a, a male alien. I guess it doesn't matter. Alien. The alien that popped up to talk to her. That was not Talos. She was saying, Talos wants to see you, basically. That's why she was pointing up. Oh, okay. Because I just met these folks right. in Captain Marvel that I yeah. watched last night, which yeah. we'll get to in a minute. Okay, um, okay yeah. So, so when that happened, I was like, that was the least exciting after credit sequence i've ever seen in my life because i had no fucking clue who that was or what was happening <laughs> i hadn't seen this thing that's that was the moment where i was like that's i'm done that's it i refuse to be in the dark barrett i refuse to be one of all these millions yeah, and millions yeah. of people enjoying every one of these fucking movies and i'm sitting here at home like guess i'll watch fucking the sopranos for a 15th time yeah 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 not that there's anything wrong with that um patreon.com slash oysters clams cockles <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to make a drug reference there. You were the the coke was on the table. You just didn't have a dollar bill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? I don't know. But yes, that's you couldn't you couldn't uh, I couldn't you say didn't get no. The rush. You didn't get the rush from that yes. little stinger. Yes, I needed. It was there. You saw it, but it didn't activate. It didn't work. This is exactly what happened, though. It's a strange way of putting it, but he's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly what happened. Everybody else got a hit right there. Yes, and I was left. It was I was at a party. There was a tray of cocaine out. Everybody's bit down to get lines, and uh-huh. I'm waiting. Right, I'm hovering. Right, I'm waiting yeah, to get my line, and yeah. then I go, and the tray's empty. Yeah, there you That's go. what happened. Okay. And I refuse to let that happen to me. Okay. Second stinger, where we set up more of, of uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Fucking second stinger. The second stinger. Rare. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings shit. We go to some you know faraway place in the mountainous woods- uh, one Wanda is like hanging out in just what looked like the coziest of grout fits. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she's big chilling. Looked like cashmere to me. Yeah. And then her, you know, in the astral plane, she is reading the dark hold and doing witchy stuff that looks very much like what we see Dr. Strange do. We see children crying or hear children crying. And that's pretty much when it collapses. So I can hear, I can hear crying. My question is, was that actually a different plane? And that Scarlet Witch hears the cries of her children in Westview and somehow infiltrates Wanda to be, go become, help her on that verse, on that universe, become Scarlet Witch? Or was this all supposed to be post-Westview and she's like hearing the cries of her children because they're still in her mind and she's like reading all the dark magic to learn and figure out how to like maybe bring them back? Probably that I think one. The latter. Right? The latter, probably, right? I think she's looking for a little. Or a way. Because they weren't real. That's the thing. I don't know. I'm very confused about I was looking for, I was why looking they were for, tying the cries of the children into the whole I thing. I was looking for some type of uh, bigger, like, leg or foot into the door of multiple universes. And we didn't really okay. get that. No, I don't think you were meant to get that okay. out of this. Right. I think it was just, hey, look, she's big chilling out here. We don't yeah. know why or where. And she's clearly delved. Dick deep into the dark magic, which is which is frankly probably what we want to happen next. We want to see where she goes with this whole witch thing. Yeah, you know, cast some spells, baby. 
Ooh, witchy woman. <laughs> You're a witch, Harry. Would have been a whole different movie. We got witchcraft and wizardry now, though. I'm into this. Um, okay, so let's talk about what this did to Cross me. Cross them over. What this did to me was rob me of at least, I don't know, 80, 90 hours of my life uh, that I've got to look forward Coming to being up, taken yes, from yes. me in the, in, the, in the distant future, in the near future, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess it doesn't matter. Time is relative. And uh, I started my journey, and here's what I did, and here's the important thing to take away from this, all right? I don't okay. want to sit here and necessarily review Captain America, the sure. first Avenger, scene right. by scene. But what I've found, because I Googled, Barrett, what order do I watch these in? And I know there's two orders that are the main two arguments. One, the way they were released in theaters. Yes. By year. Mm -hmm. Two, is the chronological order of events in which the Marvel Universe unfolded. Correct. Now, many, many people recommend that second version. Marvel heads love that version. They want you to watch that version. They want to push you towards the, hey, you should watch this one first and then this one, even though it came out. 15 years later and then go back to this one that came out six years before that one then this one because that way you're getting the story in order wrong marvel heads very the fuck wrong ah absolutely not the move i don't i am totally against this i watched captain marvel after the captain america the first avenger because that's the fucking order you're supposed to do it and according to this shitty fucking map that i found and dude no i was missing the hits left and right, Barrett. You know how much cocaine I left on the table with this fucking thing? <laughs> it was insane. Every scene had something that if you had seen all the other movies, you were like, oh, that's tight. Oh, that's tight. Hey, look at that little tip of the cap. Ooh, it's fun seeing Samuel L. Jackson CGI'd back to being young again. Ooh, look at all the fun. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? I don't care about any of this for the most part. It's like crazy her beating the shit out of aliens for the first hour. I was pissed that I didn't go... The order that the films were released now, in. Oh, how do you know that you're missing stuff, though? Because there's, it's like, it's like Arrested Development. It's like you're not in on all the jokes and the little bits of the story that okay. everyone else who watched it in theaters has already seen. If you were just going to the movies in theaters every time they came out, and then you went and saw Captain Marvel, which came out when, like a few years ago, right? Yeah, two years ago. Then you got all of these little tidbits and such. Okay. Nice. That I didn't get. And I realized that 20 minutes in, and then it just kept happening where I felt that same feeling that I had at the end of the fucking... Ca- uh, ca- you, and you could just feel it. The WandaVision just, thing. I was like... Knew. You just And I'm looking at girlfriend, and she's like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this so fucking cool for you right now? It was okay. just... All right. It was very obvious to me that I wasn't getting all the little nitty gritty details that the filmmakers had put into it as... A sort of a thank you to everybody who's seen all the other movies. So here's what I'll say. Uh, again, now I've seen at this point I have seen most of the of the movies, not every single one of them, but but essentially all of the important ones. Right. And uh, you hit the pillars as you put. I, it. I've hit the pillars. Yeah. And what I think is that this is probably a fun way to go rewatch the movies. Yes, that's what Once I think. Once you have too. it all under your belt, so that you can see it all play out on the on a, on totally a linear agree. timeline. I bet that is dope. But because then that to, shit that I'm talking about doesn't matter. To your point. point, and just to touch on on Captain America, which I know you were watching, so I actually threw it on while I was doing a little bit of work this morning. Look at this guy, uh, professional. And I, you know, he's already seen it. And uh, yeah, and so it's it it is if that's the first one that you watch, like, are you totally 
is it hitting you that like, oh, that's fucking Howard Stark. That's Tony Stark's granddad. If you haven't already, because in the in the in the release order, you'd already seen Iron Man. You already have an idea of who the Starks are, what Stark Enterprises can do or will do in the future. Right. And so then you're kind of getting by See, Captain that's America what I mean. Adventure, this is what like, I'm talking you're about. You're getting the rewind. So again, this is what I'm talking about. The yes. other thing is, if you are going, I also think that while chronological is an interesting way to watch them. If you're going to watch them all in pretty rapid succession, then released order is fine as well. Because the the biggest thing for me is like, right, Captain America came out in 2011. I probably haven't seen it in eight or nine years. Um, and so like, for me, I'm picking up on stuff. So it's like, okay, like I'm now putting the linear timeline together in my head. And so with all the knowledge, I, I'm like, oh yeah, so this is Howard Stark. And I'm like picking up and this is Bucky. This is the Winter Soldier. This is the guy that will go on to do this and this and this. I feel like David so, Spade in the gas station when the guy's like, get yourself a new map. <laughs> like the map I was using was trash. And the oh, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head again because I have seen the Iron Man's Barrett. Mm -hmm. So I knew who Tony Stark's dad was. I knew why that was relative, right? why it was important. Um... That, so if I hadn't seen those movies, I might not. I wouldn't have pieced that together. It is a perfect example of what I think. That's what I sensed I was being screwed on, like every other line in Captain Marvel. So I bounced, and I'm gonna go figure out what makes the most sense now. So, if you have thoughts, feelings, hit me at WR Bolin everywhere. But yeah, I think it's theatrical order is the so way you gotta go. go. You're, you're gonna re revert to theatrical. I think order, you have think. to if okay. you want the full experience of the movies, and it's not about the chronological order of events, which I could give a fuck about, and clearly they could give a fuck about. They put them out this way. So there was some, there was something to that, a, a method to that madness, I think. Well, it also allows them to do like some retconning, right? Yeah. Like they, they are able to kind of like change stuff. That's true. That's true. It was smart. It was so smart. It was, you know, right? Because they had Savvy strategy, yeah. Yeah, they haven't told all of the stories because they hadn't gotten there yet, and so they can kind of like rework things if they decide the need tweaks to to fit the larger story overarching storylines so. now i'll say this i had a i had a long day yesterday man and there was a lot going on it was it was a stressful one but i it, i felt captain marvel i was given it i was giving it a bad shake and i didn't want to continue so i bounced an hour in and was like this is not it okay and i'm gonna get back to it in order i because I, I i really enjoyed captain america Especially, as you said, the first hour is really the build-up to how he becomes Captain America. Everything after that is just sort of him beating ass, which is dope, but it's not, like, deep that much of it. And, uh, man, I was really drawn in even further. It was it was cool. I didn't like that they killed off my Russian scientist guy. Like, that dude is so cool. I love that actor, too. He's yeah, in oh, so much so, shit. Yeah, so to, to just, again, hit on something else that, that, that popped up while watching Captain America, I've spoken to, like, the, the idea here on the podcast that you could just start naming names, naming actors' names, and I'll be like, oh yeah, they were in this Marvel movie. Oh yeah, they were in this Marvel movie. Barrett, so, two in, or I guess, I'm sorry, one and a half in Tommy Lee Jones, to my watch. Stanley Tucci. Brain exploded. Yeah. That there are as, as much star power in these as there. Ben Mendelsohn. So, Captain Marvel, first line of the movie is delivered by... Uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Yes. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is too many attractive people in one movie. But yeah, the talent roster is the deepest I've ever seen in any franchise. And I don't it's think insane. that's... Our, it's it, The only one that comes close is Fast and the Furious. And I'm obviously joking. That is a very <laughs> C-list version of what we are looking at here. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, But, but, the, but the, I mean, the Tooch man, dude. 
I feel you. I, look, okay, there's a couple more things I want to touch on if you're, if you're ready to move forward from Marvel. Tucci the Chuchi. Well, okay. Uh, Are you ready? To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, but to cl- put a cap on that, WandaVision, awesome. Can't wait to see what they do next. Fully trust Disney, Marvel, this whole situation. Excited to go back and watch these movies in the order in which they were put out. I also just want to say that I'm looking at like, did you go off the edit, the Rotten Tomatoes editorial? That, Maybe. That lists these. I think so. In order. Well, it, after after going first Avenger Captain Marvel, it's kind of orderish. From there, like like like, there's some that kind of like flip around with others. You know, just for example, it'll it'll have you watch Iron Man, then Iron Man Two before you watch Incredible Hulk, which actually came out I think right before or right yep, after before. Iron Man. I think before. Um, I think right after. Oh, I, I think Iron oh. Man was the first one. I think Iron Man was the one that started it all off. Okay, I think Incredible right. Hulk came out later that summer. Okay, or later that year. But it, that's not like that's not that big of a difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, who cares if you watch Incredible Hulk? Yeah, before or after Iron Man two. Like, I think you could probably go back to this once I get through the meet the some of the and, and just it you it, after you've now seen just put Captain Marvel back towards the end. Yeah, and then you can probably follow this list. I didn't like seeing Samuel L. CGI youngin when I barely even got to know that Samuel L. was existed b- yeah. before. You know what I'm saying? I only saw him in the Iron Man's because I happened to see those in theaters back in the day. That bugged me out. So I, the, I need the best place to chat about this will will be in the Discord. And by the way, the court is strong because the court is strong, and I'm sure that they have have uh, some helpful thoughts there. Yes, I cannot wait to dive into uh, the Discord with everybody in the Clam Fam Mollusk Militia Crustacean Nation. If you're not in our Discord, it's because you're not on Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams Cockles watching The Sopranos with us, and that is a mistake that you need to remedy as quickly as possible. Come heavy or not at all, Patreon.com/slash Oysters Clams Cockles. The next thing I want to talk about very quickly is Lincoln. Yeah, okay. I watched Lincoln. Um, listen, man, I needed a movie that wasn't just like non-fucking-stop explosions to watch while the lady friend is asleep next to uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. And uh, and that I could honestly throw on with subtitles and not really give too much of a shit that I could have it on low volume and that I couldn't understand some of the things that were being said and mostly yelled. Okay. And uh, I watched Lincoln. It was pretty much what I expected. Daniel Day-Lewis is unbelievable. He became Abraham Lincoln. He is Abraham Lincoln to me now, basically. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis is Abraham Lincoln. Um, it was dope as hell to see the process by which this this bill, obviously in Hollywood form, this 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 amendment um, actually got passed, which was essentially like they had to do a whole bunch of illegal shit and bribe a bunch of people. And that's how things got done uh, in America at the beginning. Oh, wait, that's still exactly how most of it gets done. But that was cool, this sort of like... Because here's what it did. It get, I didn't have this this vision of Lincoln as like this sort of devil may care, fuck the rule book, like we're getting this thing through. I had him more as a, because he was a lawyer, I had him more of like this like by the book type of dude. And he actually was very ballsy in, in some of the things that he did, at least in the way it was presented on screen. That was cool. So the historical context to everything was cool. Obviously, um, you know, the, the more, I think the more historical context that we can get... Even from Hollywood, even from Hollywood, if it's a Daniel Day-Lewis movie, around slavery, civil rights, the Civil War, that entire period of history of our country, the more we can all understand it, the better. And the movie inserted something that I thought was important and it was it was probably very controversial when they made the decision to do it. But they definitely presented the South's position. And what I mean by that is, uh, as many people who know and who've studied the Civil War and the fallout afterwards... 
Look, the North was benefiting from slavery, okay? The whole country was benefiting from slavery. So when they told these people in the South, hey guys, sorry, we got to take away your entire economy, we realized that it's uh, actually incredibly, incredibly morally uh, inept and, and, and uh, people probably shouldn't be slaves. Um, the South was like, well, we won't have any money or food. And also you guys have been eating off of us. What the fuck? You're just going to abandon, like, there had to be some bartering there, which is why then they ended up with all this, a lot of really bad shit in our system that never got cleaned out. Nobody stopped to go back and fix. Uh, it was like almost half measures. Like, hey, you guys can't have slaves anymore, but look, we're going to make sure to lock up a lot of black people in these <laughs> prisons that you can then use. Like that whole part of the amendment, that was in there from the get-go, dude. The whole like, there cannot be slaves unless you commit a crime and we decide that you have to be a slave because you're in prison serving time. Yeah. That was from the get-go. Like this shit was thought out. It was like, it was pretty clear cut to me that that was a, to the South, like, yeah, you guys can figure it out. Like do, do whatever you have to do. Um, but it, 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 it presented all these different sides and it wasn't very, it wasn't so middle school American history, Abraham Lincoln, hero of the peoples, yeah. freed all of the slaves, freed all the slaves, South won slavery, North didn't, they fought Sla over South it. evil, North good. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. Like yeah. it got into some of the dirty weeds that you don't necessarily want to know about. Right. And, and I think that was good. It didn't go all the way, but it, it, it was enough to get people to think I, and, and to give some more perspective to that entire situation because I think that's important in the whole healing process that we are obviously still very much in the thick of. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It wasn't that, I wasn't that blown away. Like this movie didn't have me moved to tears. This it, we, Daniel Day Lewis is an incredibly powerful character. The only point where I got really emotional was when all of his boys are telling him, Hey, this is basically political suicide and maybe real suicide. And he was like, I do not give a fuck. Like we're doing it. Get it through, not later, now. There's like this very powerful now, 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 now that he does that was super dope that got me a little emotional. But beyond that, it was, look, man, Barrett, this is a very long movie. <laughs> and it's mostly yeah, to teach yeah. you about stuff that it, frankly, you as a very educated person who I know personally, you know a lot of this. Um, I don't know how much light it's going to bring to, other than other than like sort of giving you this humanized version of Abraham Lincoln to now appreciate in, in the man that is Daniel Day-Lewis. Cool movie, great accomplishment. Daniel Day-Lewis, anything he does at this point, I will watch. I do not care how long it is or how historical it is. I will watch it. He has earned that for me. Well, I've abandoned too, my boy. It's too bad that he's uh, retired, eh? Yeah, come on. You know that dude's going to come back and do something. Hopefully it's not like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's like documentary that he put out that time that ended up being... <laughs> really inappropriate with Ben Affleck's brother. What's his name? Casey? Casey Affleck. Yeah, yeah, that guy yeah. might be a fucking piece of shit, actually. Him and Jeremy Renner, man. You let us and all the other short kings in the world down. <laughs> what happened? Jeremy Renner and Casey Affleck. Yeah. yeah. Fucking A. Cut it out. Creeps. All right. That's enough Lincoln talk. <laughs> Last thing. What we do in the shadows. Yeah. You've been, you've been catching up. It turns out I'm pretty much caught up, and somehow I've watched at least one episode out of order. Uh, that you referenced earlier, the, the Jackie, Jackie Daytona, Daytona episode, yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, I got. I wanted to give a special shout to Jackie Daytona and the earlier episode, the first one that Mark Hamill appears in. I look. I'm not a Mark Hamill guy. I okay. don't. I don't really like him for some reason. I can't put my finger on it. I just don't. It, it, there's just something. It's not that I dislike him. I just don't have any 
affection for Mark Hamill. I don't think that he's a very good actor. We're talking about Luke Skywalker for everybody who has no idea what's happening right now. And, Some people don't know I, who and, Mark Hamill and is. I, and he has seemingly, like, he was Luke Skywalker and he has made a career out of being Luke Skywalker. He's endearing. For like 60 years now That's or whatever it. He's it is. He's endearing. That's all. And it, the, he's not that good of an actor. No, Barry, he's a bad actor. So- this, He's bad as Luke. This let his talent shine. And I don't, it was like allowing Mark Hamill to be kind of an overacting kook. Yeah. Works really well. And he is laugh out loud funny. And I liked Mark Hamill a lot in this role. Bro, because these as... guys running this show are geniuses. <laughs> they know how to put him in a position to, for it to be funny instead of being off a little off-putting whenever he does something that you're like, okay, we get it. You're, you're throwing Mark Hamill yet another bone for being <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Like... Jesus Christ, we get it. He's a cultural icon at this yeah, point. Yeah. I will argue, I thought he was quite good in the new Star Wars stuff, the new ones. If you go watch OG Star yeah. Wars, he's he's dog shit. Yeah. If you go he was watch- better in the, in, yeah, he was. And he can even be a little gooberish on Instagram, man, where I'm like, hey, I don't you know. You followed this guy on Instagram? You followed I, Mark I, Hamill? I ended up on following him. I followed him, Barrett, <laughs> during the new Star Wars movies coming out. I was like, Mark Hamill, man, cool. It's Luke Skywalker. Okay, all right. I See, bought I, into I just, the whole thing I've we're never, talking about. I've never felt that I way. was so in. I was like, Mark Hamill, all right. Mark Hamill. And something about his fucking name. I don't know. But yes. Uh, and this Steve is, Holt. This is, uh, yeah, Steve Holt. This is, uh, this was good. This was well handled and- and I really, really cannot stress this enough. I don't think I had enough respect for Taiki Watiti, who I also just found out is a New Zealander, uh, right before the show. Producer Mariah and Barrett informed me. All Kiwis, just a just a whole clan of Kiwis. These fuckers are so funny yeah. and so smart. And I ended up going and watching Jojo Rabbit finally too this weekend. It was goddamn hilarious. Um, I don't know how you take Hitler and you make him <laughs> as silly and funny as that man did. But I think that was it. I think we've finally done enough movies taking such a shit on Hitler <laughs> that his reputation will never recover, Barrett, for, for anyone who is still respecting Hitler, which has got to be a selection. And that brings it full circle to Captain America, the first Avenger, which loosely references Hitler. You know? Not fact, loosely. It fucking fr flat out, the whole beginning. The he's like, searches for, for trinkets in the desert. For too long we have stood in the Führer's shadow, the, the the Reich shadow, whatever. He, they keep bring, Hitler's shadow. They keep bringing it up. And then finally they're like, all right, murder all the Nazis. We're the Nazis Did you now. Like, uh... Hail Hydra! And instead of a one fucking Nazi <laughs> salute, which I'm obviously not going to do on camera, Ross, be smart. The dual, Barrett just is fucking, it's the double. It's Hail Hydra! And uh, it, it's, they're just the Nazis. Yeah. They're yeah. the Nazis they're the, they're the of MCU the Marvel version. world. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the um, guy with the red face is... Yeah, how do you feel about your boy from... Uh, he's, he's Agent Agent something. Agent Harris? Smith? Agent Smith? Agent Smith. Mr. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. He's also in Lord of the Rings. People don't give this guy enough That's credit. Right. He's one an of the elf. elves. Is he's he the elf god, yeah. Elf god? Where's That's he not been right. at, man? He hadn't been in anything recently, has he? I think he just chills until somebody wants to give him another few mil to do another movie. And <laughs> frankly, that's somewhere I'd like to be. Um, wait, what were we talking about? I've already burned. Oh, yeah. He took his face off and it turns out he's he's the red guy from the comic books that I remember as a child. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, he needs to put that thing back on. Schmidt. That is silly as hell. Well, I guess, did he, did he, did he actually die in the movie I saw in the in Captain... I think he might have died. Yeah, I think he killed. Does. I, I think, think he's he, killed. Yeah, yeah. He does, because he does not return. I'll tell you that much. Dope red face. Um, 
never really felt like he was that much of a threat because they kept saying like Captain America got all the shit this guy was supposed to get. And then he would say that and point he was like, you're the perfect version of what I wanted to be and I'm going to fight you anyway because I'm a moron. Mm -hmm. Clearly he was going to lose. I don't know. It was just, I love that they had the guy who played Carl Rove in there too from W. <laughs> that little dude, I can't see him and not think of Carl Rove. He is the representation of Carl Rove is he in my mind. Is, is he playing Dr. Zola? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That dude's really good. I'm assuming he's in other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got we got Filch from Harry Potter is in there in the yep. opening scenes. He's got the cat, the cat guy from Harry Potter? Cat guy from Harry yep. Potter, yeah. Yep. yep. He's also in other stuff that people don't I realize. Also, Game of Thrones. I just watched a, Game of I Thrones. Just watched an episode of The Crown. It's one where where the queen is like, she's traipsing around France in the U.S. learning all the latest tech for uh, for horse racing. She's big into horse racing. If you don't know that, yeah. Uh, I got to that part. Which I got into and, the part where she got started in the horse racing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got uh, Grandmaster Grandmaster Picel in there. Obviously. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, to- Tobias Menzies, who plays Philip in seasons three and four, is sure. uh, Eddard? No, not Eddard. Um, Catelyn's brother. What's his face? Eddard. Yeah. No, no, no. no. That's Eddard Stark. Oh. Right? Oh, the dipshits. The dipshit brother of Catelyn Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Who never does well, anything even remotely productive, and then he shows up in the final episode of the series on the council <laughs> to pick the fucking leader of the free world. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. And then he just gets shot down by a... Edmure. Edmure Tully. Edmure Tully. Edmure Tully. There you go. Now, what if a, my cell was in there, what a and there was somebody else. There was somebody else that I, that I can't think of. But yeah, love it when the, when the Brits all come together and all the people from Harry Potter and uh, Game of Thrones are in all the other British stuff. Um, okay, the dude in Captain America, I believe it was Captain America, who played Buck in Band of Brothers. Oh my God, what is this guy's name? Band of Brothers, Buck. His name, Barrett, is Lynn Compton. Oh, Lynn Buck Compton was the uh, the actual guy. I'm looking for the freaking actor. Hmm. Neil McDonough, I think. Neil McDonough. This guy... Was in uh, what you call it, Captain America? Okay, was another guy that popped up. It was just another one on the laundry list of people that I was like, "Holy shit!" There are so many people in these movies. It is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, Neil McDonough, but he's been in all kinds Neil of stuff. Neil McDonough. I'm pulling up his IMDb to make sure that it was a uh, actually Captain America that I saw him in. Do, 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 do. Overview. Oh, forget it. I give up. He was in it, too. One of the things I watched recently, and he was great. That's the point. Lincoln? Was he in Lincoln? Nope. Wasn't in Lincoln. No. You know who was? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Yeah. Full circle. Here yeah. we go. And that's it. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Uh, I wanted to. So I'm almost just a, a real quick thing in here. I've got a, I've got a few shows coming up on the docket Ooh. that I'm getting to that I'm that I'm about to get into. Let's because the I docket. Am, because I'm wrapping up, I'm, I'm, I've got only a few episodes left of Shit's Creek. Almost okay. done with Shit's Creek. Okay. And uh, only have a, a little, a little, a season and a few episodes to go until I'm all the way caught up on The Crown. So I think next on my list is uh, I would like to watch Industry on HBO. Industry. 
industry. Heard lots and lots of good things. I did not realize it's a it's eight episodes first season. It's it's supposed to be very funny, but the episodes are 40, 50, you know, it's they're hour long episodes. Basically, I thought that they were half hours. They are not. Oh, sad. So instead I did. I went ahead and started my next 30 minute show, my next 30 minute comedy. I watched the pilot. I watched the very first episode, season one, episode one of Insecure. Nice. On HBO, way behind on this. Uh, that's what we like to do here on this show sometimes. Yeah, I'm starting I May Destroy You soon. Ca- catch up on things that are uh, several years old. And Hey, look, um, there's too much shit. <laughs> Nobody out there in the world is like, well, I stay caught up on all the newest shows. Because if you did, you'd die. And one of the funniest pilots I've ever seen. Insec- the first episode of Insecure. Really? Very, very, very funny. Right and, on. Uh, it, it is, it feels... What were the two shows that I were th- that I that I had been comparing it to? It's oh yeah, I, w- no, I was just comparing it to one show. It it ha- it has some parallels with the other HBO show about females and female friends, L- Lena Dunham's Girls, mm-hmm. and it's set up essentially. And I would say that Girls, not it's like half relatable, but not that relatable because right, we don't live in New York right. and like we're in, not a bunch of weird artists. Like in, and we don't. in Insecure, is there like a is there like a chick running around in a mesh shirt with nothing under it, no, slapping no. her tits, saying it's fucking Wednesday, baby, and I'm alive? That didn't happen. No. Oh. And so then with Insecure, obviously th- this is uh, uh, revolving around a, a black woman and her friends and her life. So it's again, it's like fifty percent relatable because all the things that a lot of the just like life things, things that happen in everybody's life are very relatable. But then her instance, her her experience as a black woman, obviously, I know nothing about. Right. So. Uh, it, Wait, what? It, I was just comparing it to gr- girls in the way that it was like uh, very relatable at about about half the time. Okay. But this show is way, way funnier than girls was in one episode alone. Way funnier than any episode of girls. Right on. So I'm definitely looking forward to continuing to uh, to ma- to make my way through through Insecure because I think we have a new season of that coming out some point later this year. I'm working my way through. Um, first of all, I have one episode of Alan versus Pharaoh to catch up on. Still, um, the new one that came out, I haven't watched yet. I'm gonna go all the way on this one. Is this number three or number four? Three, number three. Uh, I cannot stop now. I must. I must know all of this, and 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 I'm be disgusted by how Hollywood continuing to let uh, this man operate for as long as we have. So episode two uh, it didn't make things look. Did better. not make things any better. No, <laughs> no, it didn't make things look better. Um. I May Destroy You is is certainly on my list for, for the next thing to start. I think it's the one that you impressed upon me was was one of your favorite things you've watched in, in recent years. Yeah, I, so, certainly one of the most impressive things. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. Um, I'm still working my way through Schitt's Creek, albeit very slowly. I love the show, man. I, I really use it for when I need to pick me up. I'll play the next episode, and it's always I always leave feeling a little better about the world. Schitt's Creek's amazing. Really, that whole cast, everyone involved... Great people to follow on Instagram. Just good vibe people. You know? Look at, not, you, look at you following everybody on Instagram. I know. Mark Hamill, fucking <laughs> the whole goddamn family of people making uh, Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, Barrett. Love to see it. Just trying to support the working artists of okay. the world. All right. You know? So, yeah, we're watching all those things. Uh, was there anything else we were watching that we wanted to make sure people would know to? I'm going to continue to to, to to apparently finish what we do in the shadows probably by the time we're here next week. And I've, I'm kind of sad about that, honestly. Yeah. And let's um, look, man, people are, they are, they're liking, they're liking the Marvel talk. Oh, so, I got to watch another Marvel movie. So obviously. I think definitely, uh, you know, 
not all, our, our conversations can be as brief about you know like they were about Captain America today. Sure. There's not a ton to say. It's one of the the OGs. It's fun to see Chris Evans. First hour, Captain you find America. out how he becomes Captain America. Second hour, he beats the shit out of people. He is Nazis a and very Hydra. Uh, sexy jacked man. Um, he looked like a goddamn Ken doll. Like you know that joke in uh, that movie with 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 the home the the dude from Drive. Where Ryan she Gosling. says, like, you look photoshopped. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this... Yes. When the thing opens up, I was like, okay, come on. That's like <laughs> CGI, right? Like, he has he has perfect man breasts. I think that... I think it's the... Okay, there are some... There's Thor, a combo there are, some, there. there. are some Thor moments where Chris Hemsworth is also, like, d- d- does these, like, oh, my God, what, what does he eat types of where things. Where you can tell they probably gave him a little something, something touch-up-wise. Th- but, but I think that... There's something about Hemsworth where he he's already kind of like big and grizzled, and so like it just kind of fits a little bit. This Chris Evans thing where they've got his like little blonde swoopy hair, and he's like totally hairless, and he is this like perfect American Ken doll. But he looks inflated, and it's he's like it's, it's really wild. I I don't know what the I'm sure that the workout regimen was super super intense for this guy. But I think it's the biggest. Probably had to do curls while even, somebody even, stuck a needle in his Chris bicep. Chris Pratt does this in Guardians of the Galaxy. You can still see that Chris Pratt is like jacked. What do you mean? He got huge. He did, but Chris Pratt was again is like a big dude. You know what I mean? He was a husky guy. Yes, he doesn't look ridiculous. That's is what right. you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. This Chris Evans like the he, traps he, alone are just he looks are, ridiculous. He, <laughs> He looks ridiculous, especially because you've just spent 30 minutes staring at him as a CGI'd uh, sickly hobbit. And then they <laughs> I really fool him. Know, I, dude, just with the, you know, that's one of the things I put this movie back on. There's so much from movies where I just want to see like the, the behind the scenes footage. I want to see how they did this. Is Chris Evans just walking around like in a full green suit for them to do this? I, th- I think or, he was or... in a green suit and probably had to like. Kneel like was walk around somebody on somebody else's knees. body walking around in a green like full thing on their face and then they had to put his face on there that that it was that one because they skinny out his face too though out the thing too. i don't know man it was creepy as hell i'm dying to know how they did that felt one, a it's... little bit like your favorite movie of all time benjamin button <laughs> it's a big big benjamin button vibes one yeah for sure <laughs> they got the same oh, guy it's the same God. guy same okay. visual artist. So I'm going to go back and, and continue to work on the Marvel movies as is Barrett. And, and we're look, admittedly, we have partially become a Marvel podcast yeah, now. We're, we're, both, we're both know, in. Look, here's the thing. This this podcast, it, it was always about Game of Thrones, but it was, always, it was also always about another thing, which we may have lost sight of recently. And that's the cash monies. It is. Shouts to Wilmer Valderrama on the MTV show. Um, <laughs> yo, mom, yo, mama. <laughs> that wasn't even it. it was, that yo, mama was after. Wasn't the OG? What, uh, what What's the Wilmer? What is the Wilmer Valderrama show that it's the patron saint of this podcast? Um, was it yo, mama? <laughs> I think it was yo, mama. Yep, it was yo, mama. Yo, mama. Where he, they would you, you would you would get one thousand dollars cash, cash money. Yes, that yeah. was yo, mama. I apologize, Barrett. That's on me. So I'm just chasing checks here, just like the people that sign up for these Marvel movies. And if the people want to hear about Marvel, then the Marvel is is what I'm gonna is what I want to talk about. Absolutely. Look, it Marvel is, is a is massive all- franchise with millions and millions and millions of fans. Most of our fans, turns out, are Marvel yeah, people. That is correct. Uh, because most people are Marvel people if they enjoy movies and film to and, and TV to the I degree mean, that we do. To to that end, like your girlfriend 
is a Marvel person. Her mom has seen all the things. Even bigger Marvel person. Her mom. Lara is like geeked up about about going back and watching all the Marvel movies. See? I had what the what the hell? People I People no, love this shit. We completely shit. whiffed. Yeah, we did. I was like Tony Stark, Iron Man, fucking awesome. Cool. I'm out. <laughs> that was it. I didn't need any more. I don't know. I saw Thor and I was like, uh, I don't know. This feels like Hemsworth's uncomfortably sexual. I'm out. So we're going to go to the cord. We're going to figure out an order. We're going to watch them, and we will be talking about them as we watch them on the podcast. I think that is that much is safe to say. Uh, huzzah. Huzzah. Yeah. Huzzah. The cord is strong. More information to come. The cord is strong. That will do it for today's episode of OCC, produced by Mariah Gossett and Mike Moody-Garcia of Permanent Record Studios in Austin, Texas. Huge thanks to our sponsor today, Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dragon. Join today and get a year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Barrett and I have both thoroughly enjoyed it. Get yourself some Athletic Greens. Great sponsor. We appreciate them. And thank you all for not only helping yourself, but supporting the show while you do in getting your nutritional uh, habits correcto. And if you already have Athletic Greens and you're like, I've already done that. I've already gone to athleticgreens.com slash dragon. I've already done all these things. What? Well, listen, it's time. Join us on this journey through The Sopranos, one of the greatest television shows, if not the greatest television show ever made. You know we're going episode by episode, ad-free, exclusively on patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles. And the good news is the entirety of season one is available now. If you join today, you can go rock the whole of season one. Be caught up with us as soon as you want to. Uh, as Again, time is a flat circle. Hell, you could be caught up by the end of the day. If you wanted to, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles, pick a tier, come through and enjoy the Sopranos with us episode by episode, one podcast per episode, friendly to both first timers and repeat watchers as Barrett is our first timer. I am our repeat watcher. We do it as spoiler free as we can. It's pretty much spoiler. I'd say we could put hashtag spoiler free on this if we really wanted to. Um, Put it, put it on there. Put it. Okay. We're putting it it on there. We're hashtag spoiler free. Come through patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles and enjoy the Sopranos with Barrett and I literally... Look, there are people who are arguing this. I'm not arguing this. These aren't my words. They're yours. Somebody said yesterday on Twitter that the Sopranos content, the Sopranos podcasts are even better than our Game of Thrones coverage was. And I'm not making that up. Some people are saying it. That's all I'm saying is that some people are saying it. I wanted you to know that. Use that information as you will. And if that drives you to go to patreon.com slash oysters, clams, cockles and spend a minimal, nominal amount of money joining what is obviously the greatest community of podcast listeners in the entire world, then I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to do. I just don't. Patreon.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. Come heavy or not at all. We are on social media. We're on Instagram, at Oysters, Clams, Cockles, at Clams and Cockles on Twitter. And go to Facebook.com slash Oysters, Clams, Cockles. My name is Ross Bolin, and you can listen to my show, The Ross Bolin Podcast, a mental health and humor show. Wherever you listen to this show, uh, you can listen to RBP, as we call it, the Ross Bolin Podcast. You can follow me at WR Bolin on all the social medias and watch me play video games on twitch.tv slash boss a couple times a week. Mr. Dudley, where can we follow you? Uh, check me out. Instagram, Twitter, at Barrett Dudley. Two R's, two T's. That is all you need to know. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Can't wait to watch more, talk more. Until our next helping, adios muchachos.